The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Uh, Season 18, episode number 99. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys today. We're going to get you guys ready uh, for the final week of the season. Uh, but before we do that, I do need to very quickly, uh, I just wanted to be able to say uh, our, our prayers are with DeMar Hamlin, uh, safety for the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, we know, I'm sure most of us, I'm sure everyone at this point has seen uh, or heard uh, what happened to him last night uh, during the Monday night game. Um, sad situation, obviously, uh, but we will be praying for this young man. Hopefully uh, all works out for him. Um, and all works out for uh, their, his family because I'm sure this is a tough situation and a tough time for his family as well as they are waiting to see how he progresses through this. Uh, so I wanted to go ahead and get that out there. I don't know if any you guys had anything to say on it, but I'm sure it was something that we all watched and uh, probably were horrified by, as, as I'm sure everybody out there listening. His family just released a statement. What was the statement? On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude to the love and support shown to DeMar uh, during this challenging time, we were deeply uh, moved by the prayers, the kind words, the donations from fans around the country. We will also want to acknowledge the dedication of first responders and health care professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We'd also like to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion means the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We'll release an update as soon as we have them. That's from the Hamlin family. Awesome. And it's 11, it's 11 o'clock this morning for us. You know, I know a lot of people listen um, at all times, and so there may be some more updates as yeah, the day right. goes on, but yeah. it is 11 o'clock where we are. I, I'll say this, and I, I don't – if I speak, if I, I'm not speaking for you guys because you guys might have a different opinion, and I know a lot of other people have opinions too. I think the NFL did a remarkable job in what they did yesterday, and that's just my opinion um, based off of what we know. We all kind of know the same thing based off what we hear, but and not only that, but you know, kind of for what we do from a media standpoint, those people at ESPN. Uh, I thought they 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 did a great job as well. You know, watching the game is very very difficult situation to sit there and talk when nothing else in the world matters but what's going on here and you don't know anything about it. And I thought, you know, from from uh, Scott Van Pelt obviously and, and Ryan Clark, yeah, uh, very passionate about it. Booger McFarland, Adam Schefter, Susie Colber. I mean, of course, Joe Buck and Aikman as well. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough yeah. to do that and keep going and keep going. Lisa Salters too. Lisa, yeah, uh, yeah, did a phenomenal Lisa job. Lisa Salters. Yeah. I'm sorry for leaving out her because she was right there on the scene. And you know, and I heard a lot of people say, "Well, why are we still watching this? Why don't they switch it to you know?" And I'm like, "This is what news is." Yeah. When 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 tragedy hits, I mean, you sit there and you watch the news, and those and and the best ones just have to keep going and keep figuring out different ways to say the same thing over and over. And basically, what you're saying is, I don't know the situation, yep. but I'm 
doing the best I can. And frankly, uh, my wife said the same thing. We were watching it, and yeah. she was like, I don't know why they won't just get away from this. And I said, the reason why, and the reason why I don't want them to is because in moments like this, I know there's no update yet, but I want somebody to make me uh, understand yeah. this, like paint the picture for me, because we're all sitting here with bated breath trying to figure out what's going to happen. How is this young man doing, right? And so, and, and that's the situation. Whenever you get into a situation when there's a trying time, I think we all, as people, as humans, we want to be communal. We want to be able to get with other people who are experiencing the same thing and be able to kind of figure this all out. And that's why what they did last night was so important. And I thought, as you mentioned, all those names, they did a phenomenal job of of painting the picture for us and keeping us as up to date as they could under some really tough circumstances. Well, and the people, the first responders that were there that performed CPR on him, the quickness for that to happen, because we've seen injuries when they happen, and, and granted, some of the guys on the floor are still kind of moving around, but we've seen times where it takes a, a minute for someone to get out there mm-hmm. and do something where you're still wondering, well, is it are they really hurt or just kind of trying to get back up or whatever? But for his heart to have stopped, those crucial seconds, like... The way they that how quickly they acted, it's amazing and and definitely praying for him. And it's just it was it was very difficult to see something like that happen. Yeah, I was uh, we were watching the game too, and I I told my wife I said the way that they ran onto the field, the way that those those trainers ran onto the field, that's unusual. Yeah. And now what we didn't see until later, if you saw the replays, is how he actually fell. Because if you just watch the collision and you hear it, I mean it was so violent, and then. Then you watch it, and then, and then, but not till the replays that they never showed again. You had to yeah. watch that on social media. But yeah. the way he fell back—that's what scared that's, me. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't see that. Yeah, all that I saw, all, all I saw, in the, it was just the way that they ru- rushed there, and it's like that seems a little weird. And and then you kind of, you know, doing something else, you come back, they're still there, and you're like, and then it's this wide angle. But I'll, let me say one more thing about the about the NFL, and a lot of people are saying, well, they, they took an hour to make a decision. You don't know that. <laughs> It took an hour for them to announce it. You don't know if it took an hour for them to make that decision. And also, you're talking about billion-dollar decisions here. I mean, like, I get it. It's not as important as the life. But when you, there's a lot of factors involved here. And, and I don't know if it took one hour to say we're not playing. And I have no idea about the five-minute thing. I don't know if that's a real deal or not. Well, I'll tell you this. Troy Vincent uh, yeah, came out and made a statement yeah. and said there was never a, a decision made back at the league – about this five-minute thing, uh, he said that would be insensitive, and that's not who we are. And I'll tell you this, just from the personal interactions I've had with Troy Vincent, he's an honorable man. If he tells me that, I trust it yeah. uh, because I trust him and, and know him to be an honorable man from at least the interactions that I've yeah. had with him. Uh, but I agree with you. Like That's also the thing about our, our society, and, and it's sometimes it can be a little unfair, I think, but it's a human nature. Something happens, and everybody wants – to take it out on someone or something, there has to be an object for it. Uh, and and last night, oh, it was happening. And last night it happened. There were a few targets last oh, night, and man. and some of them brought it on themselves. I'm not going to get into all that, yeah. but there were some targets last night, and and I think so that's skip, what happens. Skip past that. One. Yeah, we're going to skip past that one, but but that's part of it. Like I think when people are in those moments, well played. You you're looking for somebody to to take it out on, and and that to me is human nature. Yeah, it's just a part of it. So. Don't be that object. Like, don't turn yourself into that target because it, that's it's very it's very much just part of human nature for had, people to want to take it out on someone. I had a few drafts of writing something that I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not going there. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's stupid. I mean, there's the, there's all because we don't really know everything. Yeah. You don't you don't really know. But man, there was a lot of there's a lot of arm waving going on. I thought last night. Well, I'll tell you this, and I think this is something I've learned from working here. Be careful when you just run out to say anything. Good or bad, it, you just have to be very, very careful because yeah. you don't. If you don't know the facts, yeah. or if you think you know the facts but you're not quite sure, just it's better to say nothing mm-hmm. and just kind of leave it and let it all play out because it will. It will all play out. You don't have to be first <laughs> to, yeah. to be the one out there saying whatever. You just need to just let it play out. But all that being said, we are praying for Demar Hamlin. I've been praying for him since, since last night. I'm a believer in prayer, and I, I believe that. You know, we'll keep praying for this young man, and and all will work out, yeah. and uh, we'll see how it goes. But and amazing, also by the way, to see the amount of support he's gotten. He has his charity, yeah, that's which is awesome. To do- basically, he started when he was trying to get into the NFL to mm-hmm. donate toys for when the pandemic started to give kids toys for Christmas, and his goal was twenty five hundred dollars. And now is up to like three million dollars, over three million dollars. Yeah. Just it's amazing. Everyone just donating five bucks, ten bucks, twenty five. So everything helps, and it's amazing to see the amount of support he's been getting. Yeah, you know, you're trying to figure out all what happened here, and there's there's cardiologists that are coming out and doing videos about, and they're talking about, you know, uh, heartbeats, and if you're hit at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, being on the radio, having to do some more research about this, potentially talking about it as a subject, uh, it happens in hockey. When hockey players get hit in the chest with the puck, matter of fact, an amateur player, I, I was doing reading a story about, uh, you know, him getting hit. And, you know, similar to what happened last night, you see a, a shot to the chest and then cardiologists talking about, did you catch it just at the right time between mm-hmm. heartbeats? And then it oh. sets you off into a cardiac situation and so you know that's something that again you know my experience the University of Cincinnati one of the best trauma trauma places ever when you start to talk about things like this so you know you talk about being at the right time I remember Gil Haskell when he got hurt on the sidelines Mm -hmm. with Green Bay and they're talking about head trauma being in Dallas the care that he was able to get Um, you know if there's any type of silver lining it was Trainers going onto the field, people understanding the situation, not panicking, being able to do their jobs. Uh, you know, I mean, heck, let's be honest here. You had a situation here in your weight room two years ago, but you lost somebody. You know, but trainers trying to save. You know, and and that's that's the thing that that's you know you you you're thankful for that there are people that can come in and do these things and and maybe make the situation a little bit better until they can get him to further. But the University of Cincinnati is outstanding, and I'm sure that they're they're doing everything in their in their power to to uh, to get him back to a, a quick as health as they can. Absolutely. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our first break really quickly here. When we come back, we're gonna talk some Cowboys football. Uh, we got to talk about some playoff I got scenarios. Got a game for you too. It's some. It's some. You got a game for me? I do. It's All Tuesday. Right, let's do it. All right. So we're gonna do it when we come right back. It's DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Helps in James Wright to the Super Bowl as the 2022 Cowboys fan of the year. Vote for Jimmy to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the star, uh, let's talk some playoff scenarios. There are three different playoff scenarios for this weekend. Uh, that the Cowboys could possibly. What's wrong? Is this brought to you by somebody? Ah, this is this is brought to you by Blockchain.com. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right, uh, the playoff scenarios. There are three different playoffs. Always scenarios. looking out for the folks to pay our bills. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's why we got the four of us. Somebody should remember uh, me, preferably. But yeah, yeah, it works when when I don't, gotcha. and you can jump in there. Gotcha. All right. So here are the three scenarios. The first, currently, the Cowboys are in the fifth seed, um, and if Philadelphia should win this weekend versus the Giants, or if Dallas should lose this weekend at Washington, everything stays the same for the Cowboys. They are still the number 5 seed, and they will be traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now here's scenario two. If Dallas should win and Philadelphia loses and San Francisco wins versus Arizona, Dallas moves to the number 2 seed, then they will face either in this order based upon who wins this weekend, Green Bay, Seattle or Detroit, all those all those opponents would then come to Dallas, right. or one of those opponents would come to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Scenario three, if Dallas wins, Philadelphia loses, and San Francisco loses, Cowboys then move into the number one seed. They will then have a bye in week one, and then from there see what, what happens. My question for you guys is, what do you think is more likely this weekend? The five. I think that's the most likely scenario. Um that Philly will win, 
they'll they'll beat the Giants. I don't know who the Giants are playing. I know what their coach said, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> you try that? You believe that? I don't know. I, I kind of do. I don't know. I, I think do. he's trying to build a, a different culture Maybe. there. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you why. It goes all the way back to week one for me. He went his first coaching gig, first job with the Giants in week one. Mm-hmm. They're playing in Tennessee. And what does he do? He goes for a two-point conversion in the win. I think that you know this is a team that hasn't been to the playoffs, I think, since 2016. A lot of bad football going mm-hmm. on there. This is just my thought about him. And, and you, you, you'd be absolutely right, Nick. I'm just trying to play the other yeah. side of it. I'm not trying to say, no, nah, you don't know what the hell you're yeah. talking about. I'm just, I'm just saying, to me, sometimes these coaches, the Giants were in a game in 2007 where they played. And I know it's way back, but we like to, in Cowboys fans, we like to go way back in history and try and correlate the two things. The Giants had a, a game against New England that was undefe- they were undefeated at the time in 2007, and they played the game to tr- Coughlin played the game to try and win, and they and it almost, meant nothing for the Giants, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they, and they and they almost won the game. They lost like 38-35, and you're sitting there thinking, and so it's like, okay, you know, it, it's a game that the Giants tried to play. They tried to win. What happened to them is fate ran them through the playoffs. It ran them through Tampa, Dallas, Green Bay, and then they got to play the Patriots again and won the game. If you go back and look and they listen to them talk about that particular game, they will tell you that Super Bowl, they will tell you the fact that they played them and tried to win the game the last week of the season helped them win. Now they got some huge breaks along the way, don't you know. Yeah. But you know, th- to me, they're locked into the sixth seed no matter what. So, you know, if you want to rest, that's their prior uh, you know, prerogative to <laughs> that's do what that. They burned, yeah. yeah, but they also to for somebody that's trying to build culture. In a, a program, and they got rolled by the Eagles. Yeah. You know, a couple of That's weeks my ago. Point. I, even if yeah. they try to play, I think they'll yeah. get beat. Yeah. Even well, they, it, play, it, even if they say let's play. Well, well if Philly to, plays to me, too, they'll beat them. To me, well, to me, this, I think you're going to get a different Jalen Hurts for the playoffs. That SC joint is something that they can't medicate. And if they want to go into a game plan of trying to win a game with him running for 80 yards in that game, that might be a mistake. Mm-hmm. That might be a mistake for them. So to me, if you could say Jalen, and he's thrown the ball well this year, he's thrown the ball well enough. I think there's a ton of pressure on the Eagles right now. Mm-hmm. They should have had this thing clinched three weeks ago, and they couldn't get it done. So to me, I, I, if I'm the Giants, I play it. I try. You know what? Let's go for it. Let's see if we can beat these guys, improve our record, give us a little bit more momentum. They haven't been playing great. The Giants haven't been playing great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for them to get the victory this last week, maybe get another one. And I'm not just saying it as a Cowboy homer. I'm just thinking about from a Giants perspective of their coaching staff looking at their team and saying, you know what, this would be a good opportunity to build a couple, go back-to-back in some games and go figure out how to win a game at, you know, Minnesota or San Francisco, wherever they have to go. Yeah, I think sometimes when you see – I mean, I do find it hard to believe or to think that – Philly would lose this weekend, but at do you the feel same, like they were going to lose to the Saints? <sighs> no, but <laughs> but I know I get it. I they get play it. Gardner Minshew. But what they're I'm trying lose. to say, that's we've not, seen yeah. it. Yeah. We've seen it where when the other team, that's quote unquote the less talented team, is playing for something that doesn't really matter that much. You know, they're just going out there having fun, playing, trying to not get hurt. Sometimes they win. Like those teams can win against opponents like the Eagles right now. And man, you have no idea 
Talk about prayer. That's another prayer. That's another <laughs> That's prayer because, prayer, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. How <laughs> like good football prayer. Football how prayer. good would that freaking be? Because I am telling you, I don't hate. Hate is a very strong word. Mm-hmm. But if sports there was hate. Some, you have sports if hate. If there's something to hate, yeah. I would say Eagles fan are, are kind of making a good run for it. Man, <laughs> I, it, it, God. That's why I've been hating Twitter lately because yeah. I, I cannot get Eagles fan off my timeline one yeah. way or another. So something crazy for like this crazy because three weeks ago, I don't think any of us ever imagined this scenario to even be a possibility for the Cowboys. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys are going to go out to Washington and I think they're they're going to play a good game. Washington's going to give them some some hard times there, but I think that they're capable of winning against Washington and I do think weirdly enough that the Giants regardless of their situation, they're going to go out there and, and We'll make it competitive for the Eagles. Nick's probably going to be right that you know about this, though. Nick's probably going to be right ah. that Philadelphia is going to just smash I, the Giants. I just feel like they will, but because that's, I still think they're a pretty good team when they're all healthy. Now they're not all healthy, right. but I still think that they, they've been good enough. I, I think that they'll win that game. Uh, but but and even if they don't, what I mean, are we sure the Cowboys are going to go win this game? Washington now they're out of it. And see, I don't know what Washington does. Maybe they. I mean. Maybe they, they'll play their better quarterback who they benched. I don't that know. is it. I I, un, I honestly don't know why they thought it was a better idea to go back to Carson Wentz. Unless they felt like that what Carson Wentz did in that blowout loss to San Francisco gave them hope that he could come back. And th- when, yeah. they, when they put him in, when they were getting blown out, his numbers were not terrible. <clears throat> and maybe they fooled the coaching staff and Ron Rivera there that, like, listen, you know what? Our guy Heineke's turning over the ball. Carson didn't look bad against the 49ers. You know, that 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 would be if if he came out and said that, then I would better understand. I'm just speculating right yeah, now. Yeah. I am I just, totally speculating because Carson Wentz in the blowout loss, maybe because there's no pressure, maybe he didn't have to bring anybody back. Maybe it was just one of those things he just caught. Maybe San Francisco's defense. San Francisco was less yeah, exactly. But he showed enough. Defense. He showed enough throwing the ball. That maybe that Ron Rivera and and Scott Turner and those guys over there said, man, he wasn't bad against a really good San Francisco defense. And but nobody's thinking about well, the game was in hand. You know, maybe they given him some stuff. I I would believe that if if you if you got them all in a room and asked them, I believe that's what they would probably tell you. Here's the thing. I I think going back to the Eagles, I think Jalen Hurts. We're going to find out a lot about what's going on with this Eagles team because. Yeah. We first have to find out will he play with Minshew in there. I don't think they're necessarily the better team over nope. the Giants, but if he plays, the question becomes: How much is, does this this injured shoulder on his throwing arm affect throw. his ability to throw? Yeah, because one thing, and you can people can say what they want to say about Jalen Hurts and his throwing ability. Yeah. He's been throwing the ball well this he year. He has. He's been he putting has. it on the on the he money, has. and he's been taking advantage of those wide receiver options he's got out there. If he can't do that. At the same level he's been doing it earlier this season, they go back to being who they were last year. Yeah. And last year, I don't think they were as good of a team as the best team in the NFL, and their record says they are now. So we're about to find out something about the Eagles, I think, this weekend. Yeah. And that's where, to me, I actually think this I, – if I had to, to handicap it, I would say it's more likely Dallas ends up in the number, seed, number two seed this week. I think Dallas wins. I think Philadelphia doesn't win, and I think Arizona. I think uh, San Francisco does win, yeah. and I think Dallas ends up in the second seed, and then they end up playing 
Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. And my question for you, yes. that's actually going to be the next question, but I, I, I knew you were going to say that. But the next question is, do you, uh, which do you think is a better matchup for Dallas? Having to go to Tampa Bay. That was one Tampa of my Bay, questions for you today. Sorry. Having to go that's to okay. Tampa Bay or being at home against Green Bay? Green Bay. I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, is that, and I got asked this on the radio the other day too, it's not, you can't just separate it like that. This isn't a bowl game where you just say, which matchup do you want? It's what it means. It means you go to the five and you go and try to beat Tom Brady, which you've never yeah. won before. Then you definitely have to go on the road. Well, not definitely, but you probably have to go on the road again. If you're in the number two seed, you got to beat a, a guy that you have beaten before and you lost in overtime to on a, you know, on a, a game you should have won. At their you, place. You got to beat them. And then, you, then you're definitely going to be at home again. So, I mean, I, it's not so much the matchup to me. I get the matchup, but to me, it's the, it's the, it's what it means. I'll take the number two with Green Bay all day long, yeah. even though he's he's tough. He's he's tough, but so is Tom Brady. But if you want to project, does it matter at all who that second that second round matchup would be? Because the likelihood is, if you win that first one against Tampa Bay, if you're the fifth seed, mm-hmm. the next round you got to go to Philadelphia. If you win that one at home against Green Bay, likelihood is next round you got to have San Francisco come there's, back. There's a, Does that matter to you? There's a side of you that that I love the fact no, that there it wouldn't be San Francisco. It would be it would be three. It, it wouldn't be San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry, San Francisco would be the one. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah it, it would be, be it would be the would Giants be, and, yeah. and, uh, and Minnesota. See, yeah. that's coming that, to your that's, place. That's what that's. So a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See that that got to be Aaron Rodgers. No, no, that's that's your if you're a Cowboy fan and you want to think about if you want to think about knocking San Francisco or Philly out, you honestly don't want to play Green Bay because they're the seven seed and you let them go and knock out the two seed, which you know whoever that is, you let them knock out that. Maybe San Francisco, like yeah. yeah. If if you're the five, it's going to be Green Bay, maybe. What, What time is that game? They're the night game, okay. which is an interesting thing. Good. Did you did you know you know the scenario there, right? So basically, Seattle got Seattle. Worked. Yeah, Seattle got but worked. Se- they have a three o'clock game. Yeah. So it's it's one of those situations where let me get this right. If Seattle wins, then Detroit. they still aren't in. If Detroit Detroit then has to beat Green Bay yeah. in order for them to, to to in order for Seattle to get in. Yeah. So that means Detroit's playing for nothing at seven o'clock. If, yeah. if Seattle wins, they're just playing. Yeah. And the question becomes, are they going to play it and give it everything to go out there and beat a Green you know Bay team? Coaches? Yeah, right. They're That's the interesting part, play. right? That's the interesting part. See, the so thing, it's, it's, there's some little bit of where Seattle's a little bit Seattle has there. Seattle has no reason to cry right now for anything. Yeah. They were 0-4 against the NFC South. They lost to Carolina, Atlanta. They lost to the weakest division in the National Football League. They were 0-4. Oof. So don't don't give me any, well, they're playing this, they're playing that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, for me, when you look at those two opponents, Green Bay and Tampa, you talk about Tom Brady. I feel that I would rather take my chances against Tom Brady, but what concerns me is being on the road. And the Cowboys, out of the four losses, Three of those came on the road, so they've shown to they struggle. They could be four and f- yeah, exactly, yeah. Out of they've only lost one at home, and then right. three came away. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. but <laughs> these last two years, it's been pretty close yeah. to the point where you okay, you feel that like you can beat him. Now, beyond that, my biggest concern, something that I'm kind of scared of, is how different the Cowboys' defense currently looks ba- compared to when they faced. 
Tom Brady and when they faced Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So the issues that you're having defensively, I'm it, that's my I'm my okay. Part of me thinks okay, we've gotten very close and it, it's competitive enough to where they can beat them, but can the actual like the current Cowboys defense do enough to go up against those two quarterbacks? I don't think you could really stop Green Bay's running game. I don't know if you could stop Tampa's wide receivers. Uh-huh. That's how you that, that's how I'm a judge in this thing. I agree. And let's also flip it flip that. I do think Tampa Bay's defense is markedly better mm -hmm. than Green Bay's defense. You can move the ball, I think, on Green Bay's exactly. defense. Exactly. So, so you go into, you play Green Bay, hey, it's just going to be a shootout similar to what it yeah. was, and you got to come out on top. You play Tampa Bay, their offense probably is going to be clicking because they're starting to figure it out, yeah. and their defense is going to be hard. The, yeah. it, there's a lot more of a challenge, I think, having to go to Tampa Bay, I don't care what their record is, mm -hmm. than having Green Bay the, come here. The problem is, if it's a close game and it comes down to the last drive, you're pretty much effed on both because you know you really are you, yeah. you know because if even if you like okay you don't get that third down and you have to punt and there's a minute two and we've seen clock management issues here and leaving time and leaving timeouts and all that stuff like that you know it, it's it, hey listen this either way I'm going to take my chances playing at home. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna take. I'm eight and one at home. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take my chances playing at home this year. Is what I'm gonna do. I mean, the the best situation would be, you know, to. I mean, well, the best situation would be number one. If the Raiders would have, you know, won that game, that mm -hmm. would have changed everything. Yep. Uh, but you know, I mean, what if? Who's to say that, that Detroit doesn't beat them? I mean, Detroit's playing well. I mean, I, I don't see it. No one. No one expects it. No one sees it. And it could be Seattle too. I mean, it could be. That would be the best situation if you're not number one is to be number two and mm -hmm. Seattle comes to town. You're, That'd be I, ideal. The, yeah. <laughs> but be but ideal. you know what? I, I, but, I, I told myself last year I wasn't ever going to do that again. Yeah. Because I, I really cheered for the 49ers to win that game so they could come play Dallas. And that was a bad move. So who knows? Like Who, who knows? If, well, Gino, you could be sitting there next to me going, man, Geno Smith hasn't thrown an incompletion in the third quarter. By the way, he's had some games this year where you're like, man, is this Geno Smith? Like he's, yeah. he's played well this year. And they definitely can run the ball. They got receivers. They can run the wall. Run I the was, ball, yeah. I was just thinking of Green Bay getting in the tournament at seven and just knocking off all those teams, and then somehow you find a way if you're high enough to keep winning to play them and yeah. to play them at home in the champion. But you get the game at you know you get the game at home. You might yeah. not get your early games yeah. at home, but because you're five and they're seven, that you, maybe you get the chance to host the game. Yeah, the, the the championship game because they're knocking guys off for you, and you're you're playing the Giants. And how about this scenario? So you're <laughs> you're, you're the five, yeah. you're the five seed, and seven, and Green Bay gets in as the seven, goes and beats San Francisco seven yeah. versus two, and then six versus three, the Giants go and beat Minnesota. Yeah, they had now, them on the ropes the other now, day. Now. San Francisco goes to Philly, and yeah. the Giants come to Dallas in a mm -hmm. six five game. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's your first, hope. We've seen the Giants, yeah. a team that you've beaten handily t two times, yep. come to your place in the playoffs. But yep. I'll, I'll take that again. They, they, they've, they've dominated the Giants in both games. The score wasn't as – I mean, the game wasn't as close as the score. I'll take my chances with the Giants again in the playoffs. You have to over anything else. Yeah, over the rest of – yeah, because you look at the rest of the field. And yeah, it's you like, don't like them against Philadelphia this weekend. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, 
I, that, I, that's my point. I don't I don't respect them yeah. to the point where yeah. I, I don't I don't think they're going to go beat Philly. I really don't. I think Philly will figure it out. I think Philly's too good to let. I tell you, that Philadelphia's offense is going to look dramatically different now. Is yeah. that quarterback? They they can't medicate that 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 SC joint. That that AC joint you can medicate that thing. You well, can't medicate the whole, his whole game, which is his ability to run too. You, That's what I'm saying. I mean, you take that away. That, that, you can exactly. You take you take fifty to hundred yards away from them running. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dallas, you got Dallas, Dallas played without them. Dallas played without him in the game. They played without him, and what they get three yards of carry. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's going to win MVP everything. in the league? Is it is it Mahomes? I, think, I mean. I don't know. Jalen Hurts we should should get some votes now. I mean, he's going to get votes. Gonna he get should get more votes now. I mean, this is what this is what true value when you look so at Michael it. I think was he wrong, should. Huh? I think he should. <laughs> Quite frankly, I think he should because I do think Michael. It starts. Yeah, Michael was wrong. Michael yeah. was wrong. Yeah. yeah. I I mean when you when just when you think about what what happens, I mean maybe he does come back and they win the game and they play. I mean, you get a chance to really see the value. And Brian, you said it. A while ago, I don't know if you said it on the air, but I, I remember you said it way back in like middle of the November. You're like, "How good the Eagles are!" You're like, "Oh, we'll see it. We'll see what happens if they lost their quarterback for five weeks. Yeah, could they win the same?" And right now, they're not. They're not. Yeah, you know. So I think I think you got to give McCarthy a little bit more credit. That's what we were for, talking for about, Coach happening. of the Year thing, because I have no love for Nick Sirianni at all. Well, I mean, the, on the radio, I, we would I say it's a punchable it. face. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him giving it to the Giants guy. Yeah. How about Jackson? How about Doug Peterson? Yeah, I actually think he should win, to be honest with you. Jacksonville. Yeah. When you think about what the Giants were last year to what they, and they didn't change a How lot of that personnel. I, I get that. Get I, I think the Giants guy. to me, the Giants, I think I think it's clear Day Bowl is your your coach. That's why he's gonna go out and beat the what, Eagles. What about what about the, <laughs> what about Shanahan in San Francisco? I mean Well, that's a team that's lost their quarterback they lost, and continue they lose, with They yeah. lose a lot they of guys. They haven't lost still win. They haven't lost yeah. with Brock Purdy at quarterback, I don't believe. Debo and Debo hasn't been hasn't been yeah. playing. So yeah. yeah. He would That's a well-built team. It yeah. is. And it's really a coach are. that knows what he's doing, I think. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We've got a game from Brian. We'll do that come back. when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does a country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets. SeatGeek.com. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Brian. Got a game for us? I do, I do, I do. Amber Garcia. Oh, God. You ready? <laughs> no. Everything go good? Ahead. Everything all right? <laughs> go what, do you, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? How about this one to start the day for you? You can have you can have this guy back for sure for the playoffs. Leighton Vanderesh or uh, Tyler Biotish. Who you taking? Mm, Leighton. I think uh, the defense needs it a lot more. I think... Well, hold on. Now I got to think of like a whole game with Jason Peters in there. <laughs> okay, all right. I thought it was. Uh, uh. Who are we playing? <laughs> <laughs> you're in the you're in the playoffs. Oh, I know, I know, but uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a really that's a really tough question because I think who you're playing definitely matters there with on on defense. Uh, if you play San Francisco. I mean, I definitely would want uh, Leighton Vanderesh out there against San Francisco running that football. That's a tough one. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. You make these stop, you know. But, uh, but uh, th- that's the thing. It's like I don't. We haven't seen a game where you have Jason Peters go out the, the whole game. Whole game. Yeah. Are we sure that we'd have to do that? I mean, you got Matt Farniak that's starting up his window now. Can you use him? Can you use him at guard? Maybe could you use him at? Center, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Biotis is my answer because I can. Damone Clark and and the, they can figure it out a little bit. I'm going with Biotis. I, I never I'm thought not. I'd say it, but I'm going with Biotis. I'm not. I I want my. I need my defense to get back to what they were earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means I got to get LVE back and I got to get Hankins back because it has to start with me being able to stop the run. And those two components to me are the biggest factors yeah. in stopping the run. If you can do that. Then it creates a lot less pressure on that secondary because okay, you know, that's what but would you are. rather have Hankins and Damone Clark? Because if you get Hankins back, then would you rather have Damone Clark or would you rather have Farniak and Jason Peter? I mean, I don't know. Frankly, I, I I look at it like what I'm doing is I'm limiting both Clark and Barr. They will now have some split reps. I got LV in there, LV in there more than either one of them, in my opinion. So for me, I, I look at it and say, I just want to limit that a little bit. I don't need both of them out there most of the game. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just I just look at it like I need my defense back and I need my rush defense back more than anything else, and I need those two players. And you know, there. the secondary still needs help. <laughs> so I'm with you. I think I would rather just have Layton back. And but the thing that concerns me is we're. I do feel that the Cowboys' offense is starting to click. They're starting to show really, really good moments and and things working. So it concerns me if it changed like that, even though it worked, like they, and Connor McGovern, credit to him, he did a really, really good job going in like that, and Jason Peters coming in. Um, But even then, does that change like that for a whole game kind of throws things off? What would you choose, Brian? I would take the defender myself. 
I would take. I would. Yeah, I'm, you're going to have to play some defense in these playoff games. I think I would take the defender. By the way, I'm hearing very positive things. It's going to be tight on Tyler Biotish. By the way, for the playoffs, for the playoff game. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be tight from what I heard. They're going to do the best they can, but it's going to be tight. So yeah. keep an eye on that one, Nick. Mm. You can run the football, or you can create turnovers. Continue to create turnovers. Which ones you going with? You can have one. You can run the football, or you can continue to create turnovers. I will say, I will go. Brian is so proud. If you you guys saw his face right now, he's so proud of his questions. Because they are so (laughs) random, kind of. They're on the other side of the ball. And and, and you're about to answer. You're like, oh, that's the... Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> um, the stress level. Give me the turnovers. I... Give me the turnovers. <laughs> I, I flipped twice, but I'll take the turnovers because I, I I know they can move the football throwing, and you know if I got turnovers, then I'm already I'm already down there. Uh, it should be. I'll take turnovers. Derek, I agree with that because I look Stuff. at these opponents you got, and yeah, you're gonna want to run the ball. But ultimately, if you're not throwing the ball effectively, you're not winning those games anyway, and you're probably going to need some turnovers. So, yeah, tell me, give me the turnovers, and I'll be okay, and we'll we'll make it work. By the way, that doesn't mean I can't get Pollard out in, in the flats and throw the ball to him or get him downfield and throw the ball to him and get the same kind of production out of him just in a different way. So, yeah, give me, give me, the, give me the turnovers. Amber? I agree. I, I think I would rather get the turnovers because um, that means you're keeping the opponent from scoring – you know less, but the thing is, you talk about the the offense being able to win games throwing the ball. We haven't seen it enough. It happened what? How many? I'm losing track of time. I know one game for sure where they just weren't really. Was this just this last? Philly, game? Philly was a game you just really didn't run great. You didn't yeah. run great in this past game. Yeah, I was about to sure. say so last two, two, two games. I don't think they yeah. run the ball. Yeah. Then two well. games. Yeah. So they're, they're okay. They're making me. But but I'm still cautious, you know, because it's not something like a tendency that we've seen them consistently be successful at where they still win a game without running the ball as much. And we've known we've seen it before where they just they need that kind of balance. So but anyways, turnovers. Let me ask you this question is part of what we saw in uh, with the run game in the last two games and then also seeing an explosion in the passing game. Is it one of those things where, well, defenses are choosing, let's say, in these mm-hmm. last two games to say we're going to commit extra resources to stopping the run. They then expose themselves to being beat in the air. Like, is yeah. that what we're seeing or is this just they just can't run the ball? I, I think that I think the last two teams you played have been really good in run defense. Mm. I don't think it's I mean, just watching them play. It's if, not extra resources, it's you, just they're good. I think you got some I think the, I think you got some learning stuff going on at left guard excuse me, at right guard and right tackle. I think those guys are trying to figure out each other and how they fit in the combo blocks and you know, and where they need to be. I think like the center, when he doesn't get up on the second level, you really don't run the ball all that well. You know, on the on the backside, your guy, your left tackle gets compressed at times in the running game. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. You take Steele out of there, you lose that continuity that you had on that right side. And now you're dealing with a lot. I mean, the one thing you kind of figured out is we can run the ball to the right side and be okay. Mm-hmm. And now you're a little bit of iffy because the left the right guard and the right tackle haven't had a lot of work together doing this. So I think and I think you're playing teams that I me personally, let me run the ball. I'm, I'm a let-me-run-the-ball guy because I think that helps Dak. And ultimately, I think it helps Dak throw the ball. 
is what I is how I would look at it. Right. We have time for one more. Sure. Okay. Uh, Derek, has T. Y. Hilton already shown you enough to take more snaps yeah. away from Noah Brown? <laughs> Noah <Does> he? Brown. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Come on, Brian. Come up with a better question than that. Really? That was your third yes. question. I actually thought you were going to go with Gallup there, but that would have been a harder question. But Noah, yes, absolutely. Do you take do you take snaps away from Gallup? I'm considering it. I'll yeah. change that I, for my show today. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate that. <laughs> I might I might even say that I want them on the field about the same amount of time. I, I don't know that I have a preference one over the other, but I definitely want him. I want him having being more part of this offense. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, I, the the part about that is is that you just think of the receiver aspect of like him. Let's go back to the Noah Brown thing. Like T.Y. Hilton or Noah Brown. Noah th- Brown's th- one of th- a game or two. Right. Third yes, th- absolutely. Th- and this is not a knock right. on Noah Brown. Uh, right. And, and I'm not. You went after him. No. no. I did not. He did too. He went after him, did he? <laughs> but I think he went after him. You caught him. You instigated quick, him. Not going after quick answer man over there. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. But that's he the did, thing. He did, right? You're thinking of him catching the football over yeah. the middle, third and five. Yeah. But when Noah Brown is out there, what they can do from a. I mean, there's plays that they. That they switch to a run, that they would do that. They can do that better with Noah Brown than you can with T.Y. Hilton. So, I mean, it's kind of why you have 12 personnels and things like that because you can just be a little bit more versatile with it. So, I, again, I don't know. Brown has, he's won some games, cost some games, but, but for the most part, he's been a solid player. I think he gives you more versatility than people think because of what he could do blocking on the edge. Well, here's the part, and I agree with that part, but the other part you didn't factor in was it's not just the third and fives. It's what he can give you down the field yeah. that Noah Brown can't give you, sure. right? So so I think you can play that game back and forth. There are certain things you can get from each one of them that maybe the other Use person can't. But the way I look at, at at T.Y. and the reason why I want him on the field more is not only for picking up those, those yards that can get me the first downs, I want defenses having to think about where is he on the field every single play. Because yeah. if they're having to think about that, that's less time that they can really devote and resources they can really devote to trying to stop CD. Yeah. That opens up the entire passing game. And that, to me, is where I feel that, that T.Y. adds something. I know it just doesn't. Yeah. One word answer real quick here. Just one word answer. Amber, more playoff pressure on Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore? Hmm. Uh... Okay, you made up for that last question. Um, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I feel think... so good about 90 seconds ago. <laughs> I would change, though. I, would, I think I would maybe change Kellen Moore for Mike McCarthy. Ooh. A little bit. Because, because of some of those decisions that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, those things. Timeout decisions. Last two minutes. Going forward. Some of those decisions, I think it comes down to Mike McCarthy and what he's doing. It's not just Kellen Moore. I think think that – I think you left it out because it's a given. I mean, like Mike McCarthy, right? As a yeah, that he's he's on the hot seat to to win a playoff, to win this playoff game. Sure. Both those two coordinators maybe have a chance to get jobs, head coaching jobs, all that. I mean, I I think the I think from those two, I would say Kellen Moore a little bit more pressure. uh, Last year they did a decent job against the Forty Niners on defense, but they did not uh, they did not start the game well. They they were bad on offense to start the game. So I, I would say Kellen Moore from that standpoint. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Kellen Moore just because I think the defense, for whatever reason, the defense has gotten a little bit of a pass even when they haven't been great. And offense will never get a pass. No. Like You can have a no. game where, like cause we've, we've talked about it, like the offense can have a bad series at to begin a game and get behind, 
and then the rest of the game they're flawless, and everybody will still point back. If they lose, they will still point back to the offense and say they got off to a slow start. Eagles. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't you yeah. can't win on the offense side unless you score every time you get the ball. There's gonna be people that are gonna say but that even, they have a problem. When the season comes to an end, even then. And for those that look at just stats and forget about how the game actually went and the things that happened in there and the frustrations and all that, on paper, Kellen Moore has done a really, really good job for the Cowboys and the offense offensively. So I think that taking all the the things that happened in the game out and all that, like if you are going for a job and I mean, they look at what you do too. It's not like you just look at a resume. Oh, you got this many, uh, this much record or this record for being the offensive coordinator, but I, I, I'm starting to change my tune a little <laughs> bit on the pressure on Dan Quinn and how things are kind of going the wrong way for him right now. I mean, you think about it, what you just said about Kellen Moore. He had the number one offense in the league last year. I don't know what his current stats are, but I'm guessing he's top five this year. That, like that, Any offensive coordinator that's doing that over mm-hmm. two years, that's pretty impressive, but you listen to the, the commentary about Kellen Moore, and you would think he's not a very good offensive coordinator, right? That's where I'm. I'm like, he can't win. Like, it's just that's a no-win yeah. situation, and so he's always, in my opinion, he's always going to get more criticism than Dan Quinn will. And, and maybe yeah. that's because of what Dan Quinn's come in and done with this defense overall. You don't really put it as every game. Yeah. You're not really kind of judging him every game. But Kellen Moore's getting judged every every play almost by what he does and doesn't do. So. I agree. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to jump into this final game, Cowboys versus Commanders. Till then, for Nick Geatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?